Hello, and uh, thank you for joining me tonight. This is the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter Kearley. Um, It's been a little while since I've done a ramble. Today I'm not going to have a guest. It's just me kind of talking. Um, I kind of, uh, I have this note, like, section in my phone that's podcast. Uh, And anytime I have an idea or something that I want to talk about on this, I just put it in there randomly. And that list, it's like crazy long. It's, um, you know, way, way too much to manage. So I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and put a ramble out, try to delete some of those sections, clean up my phone a little bit, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy tonight. Um, This is a do-it-yourself podcast. uh, I'm hoping... One of my guests later this week is a local guy, um, local podcaster. He has a podcast called Hey Amarillo. Um, but I'm hoping I can uh, take some some tips from him or like talk about the, the craft a little bit. Um, everything I've done so far, I've just kind of like guessed at mostly. It's like all guesswork. I'm still trying to figure out how to interview somebody. I've never like tried to like train myself or actually go to school I haven't read any books on it so really it's just me having a conversation with somebody and I can have a conversation with a brick wall hence the rambles the solo shows so um anyway I'm I'm really looking forward to that conversation later this week I also have I have several other guests lined up uh all very interesting people and I really think you're going to enjoy it so uh, hopefully you'll you'll come back for more after tonight um so I was going to go ahead and throw out, I don't actually have any information on this yet, but the Panhandle Podcast Meetup, I'm going to try to do it a Saturday in January. So if anybody has an opinion or has a thought or wants to try to make it and only one of the Saturdays works, uh, hit me up, let me know. I'm <clears throat> currently talking with, uh, I have a friend who's a manager at Crush and she said she's going to start talking about maybe trying to get that back room at Crush. Uh, she's going to talk to the owner and see what we can make happen, see if it's going to work, see if it will be some, be even an option. It might not even be an option. You might not want that there, you know, who knows? So, but just let me know, uh, give me some feedback. Uh, if not, I'm just going to plan however I want to plan it. Um, and hopefully you can make it. It's, I, I really do think that that's going to be something that the more people show up, the more fun it will be. Um, and this last one was a great time. So hopefully you will consider, um, coming. And if you are considering coming, just let me know when works for you because you're the person that I want there. If you're wanting to be there, I want you there. So anyway, that's, uh, the Panhandle podcast meetup. Um, my wife Shannon is currently, uh, right now I'm actually out back. I've got a little fire going in the fire pit. You can hear the dogs crinkling around in the leaves that I have not, that I've neglected to uh, rake up. But she's in st- inside currently sh- uh, studying for her GRE. Um, she's trying to get into graduate school. So she's got to study for this test. It's pretty much like the SAT is what she tells me. Um, but if you can send some positive vibes her direction, uh, that will be appreciated. Um, that kind of leads me to say encourage the people in your life to pursue what they are passionate about or what they think they may be passionate about. Um, it's the quickest way to a happy life. Uh, she, The only reason that I'm doing this podcast right now is because she basically said either do it or shut up, you know, stop talking about it and do it. And that's what I needed to hear. I needed that like boost, that little kick in the butt of encouragement to push me in the right direction of actually uh just sitting down and doing it i mean that's the that's the hardest part about anything any positive or constructive change in your life it's just difficult to make it happen uh for whatever reason i mean it's actually kind of a i'd be i'd be curious to hear somebody's opinion on that you know but it seems it seems like not necessarily that there's an external resistance so much as in like an internal resistance it's just hard to make yourself do it like for instance, one of the things, um, the guys that I work with, we recently did this like uh, row test. Um, I guess it's the DPS Texas DPS department kind of came up with this test where you sit down on a Concept Two row machine 
and you row as hard as you can for 2,000 meters. And what time you get, you know, that's your score basically. You're, you're trying to get the fastest time you can get. Um, and it's been really cool to see all the guys because now, well, they're all encouraging each other to work out and to do these tests or not test, but to do these workouts on the concept two rower. Um, and they're, they're all, they're killing it, man. They're like getting out there every single day and they're hitting the row machines. It's really encouraging to see, but, uh, some, I think sometimes, and I'm, probably imagining this like sometimes your own like neurotic tendencies like influence the way you see the world and this might be what's happening but sometimes it seems like if you're if you're really trying to make some like positive movements in your life um you hear a lot of like haters you know people will like kind of criticize you or not necessarily build you up for making that positive choice but whenever you see an environment where a lot of people are being positive with Sorry, my dogs are out here. They uh, they are attention hungry, so they might be uh, a little, little uh, emotional. A little uh, oh, what's that? That's not emotional. Anyway, they're gonna try to give it my attention occasionally. So please forgive them for their barks. But anyway, whenever you're surrounded in an, an encouraging environment, it not only does it bring the people up around you, but it makes you want to do better. So that's kind of where we're at. You know, Shannon's constantly wanting to get better and wanting to learn more and wanting to push her education further. And that makes me want to push whatever this is, like my website and podcast and writing, uh, whatever I'm doing, she makes me want to do it more. And uh, it's just anytime you get caught up in like, you know, whenever a group of people are working out together and their group of people are trying to get stronger, it makes everybody in the group stronger. So anyway, just find somebody to be encouraging to in your life and maybe you'll find happiness. Maybe it will help you uh, pursue something that you're passionate about. Let's see here. That got me through a lot of my intro right there. Okay. Um, I got a lot of interesting guests. I've already said that. Um, Instagram. Uh, follow me on Instagram if you want. It's uh, I kind of I've been doing that story pretty uh, normally, you know, regularly. I guess I've kind of been posting stuff. Ninety percent of it's my son Emmett. He's a uh, I guess he's seven, sixteen or seventeen months old now, um, and that's like ninety percent of my feed. I don't post much other than that. But I'm gonna start trying to post more podcast type stuff, um, more climbing stuff. Uh, within within that, I'm wanting to start climbing more in the Amarillo and surrounding areas. I will travel. So if you have a awesome climbing spot and you're listening to this and you think it would be fun to climb with me, invite me and I'll try to make it. Um, we, we go up to Colorado quite often. We go to Roy, New Mexico quite often. And I'm hoping to make more Roy, New Mexico trips. In which time I'm going to try to get like a, not really like a huge group together to go, but anybody who's interested, the more people you have typically within a group, it's safer because you can carry more crash pads, uh, you know, and you just have more eyes and more people and you can teach each other and help each other climb safely because nobody really wants to get hurt out there. So, um, anyway, just give me a follow on Instagram if you want to see what I'm up to on a regular basis. Um check out my facebook page i have this uh it's called the panhandle primate podcast facebook page i guess so which is basically the name so if you're listening to this podcast you already know the name um it's i got it on facebook there and within that that's where i'll be posting the the panhandle uh podcast meetup which is not necessarily for fans of my show it's more for just general podcast fans. Like if you're a fan, if you, you know, don't even listen to my show, but you enjoy podcasts or just want to meet a group of, you know, it's been my experience that typically people that listen to podcasts are a little bit more, not to say that I'm intellectual by any stretch of the imagination, but they're a little bit more, uh, you can have conversations with people that listen to podcasts because they're so used to just hearing conversations. I mean, that's what podcasting, the podcast world is. Uh, you, 
disseminate information by two people two or more people having a conversation or like this you know i'm having a conversation with a microphone but um you know typically people who listen to an hour-long content of somebody talking are capable of talking they're capable of having thoughts like sometimes the best podcasts to listen to are the ones you disagree with the most so if uh like for instance um like now duncan trussell is one of my favorite um he's one of my favorite podcasters he's one of my favorite hosts but originally and i guess it's the same thing with like uh my other one of my other favorite oh actually so today they had this thing called the shrimp parade my three favorite hosts joe rogan chris ryan from tangentially speaking and then duncan trussell they just have like a three-way conversation and and they're all pretty good buds and they uh have a good time so but it's usually typically it's very interesting but the first time i heard duncan trussell on joe rogan's podcast it offended me in a lot of different ways not realizing like he was just joking with all the stuff he was saying but i took note that i was being offended by things he was saying and it's like why am i why why is the emotional response that i have to this um like offense instead of um engagement you know instead of like listening to what he's saying questioning myself as to what i'm thinking about it and then and then moving forward and laughing because he's making a joke why do i get offended so it's funny because one of the first times i listened to him i was offended he he got which it's hard to offend a fireman i mean believe it or not but um you know he offended me and but now he's one of my favorites and in retrospect my offense was out of place it wasn't right to be offended but the since I wasn't scared to look in a little deeper into the the offense that I was feeling, I ended up finding somebody that challenged me, pushed me forward, pushed me to have some different thoughts and maybe imagine a different uh, reality uh, and, and grow. So um, don't shy away necessarily whenever you're feeling offended uh, by something. But But, you know, sometimes the podcasts that are the most beneficial to you are the ones that offend you the most uh if if you're a republican you should be listening to a democrat podcast just to see the other perspective see the other side see what you're not seeing see if they have a point that you maybe haven't heard don't necessarily always assume now i'm not saying that you're gonna find truth uh looking into politics anywhere i'm not insinuating that i'm just saying like instead of thinking you have it all figured out don't be afraid to push yourself forward and move forward and typically the my whole point of that is saying that typically people who listen to podcasts are that type of person they're not afraid to to listen or afraid to um at least give it a hear uh so anyway come to the panhandle podcast meetup it should be a good time i'm going to try to maybe make it like a little bit of a show i'm contemplating doing like a live podcast there to where i'll get up for a little bit 30 minutes with a guest and interview the guest i'll have a few questions i'll make it very that part of it very short and then i'm hoping to be able to set up a microphone for somebody from the crowd to ask a question or multiple people from the crowd to be asking a question to the guest or to myself or who knows just to whoever maybe maybe you have somebody else it's i don't know we'll see but and maybe also do like a musical guest whether that be a musical intro or a musical outro either way i'm gonna try you know to find which it's not hard in amarillo to find talented musicians they're everywhere it seems like um but i'm gonna try to to you know organize an actual event to where you're kind of attending a show hopefully drink a few beers um and you know just have a good time so that let's see here is that all of my announcements i got the podcast oh you can email me um at panhandleprimate at gmail.com or panhandleprimate at gmail.com not at you know what i'm saying so uh panhandleprimate at gmail.com or you can go to my website which is um panhandleprimate podcast or podcast panhandleprimate dot squarespace dot com 
Uh, and on there, I've got like some short stories that I've put up there. I've got my blog. I've got uh, my podcast section, and um, and I'm hoping to add some more stories up there soon. Um, but hey, check it out. See if see if you're interested in any of that stuff. If you're not, thanks for listening, and thanks for making it this far into the podcast. Uh, regardless, so let's see here. There's so many different ways for you to get in touch with me. There's really no excuse to not be in touch with me. So that takes me through my intro. Uh, I'm getting better at this. It's twelve or it's um, fifteen minutes in, and I'm I'm done with my intro. So I feel like that's a, an accomplishment. So the first song I'm gonna play with play for you is um, an act. Uh, well, an actor rapper by the name of Joey Badass. He's in. Um, well, we heard we originally heard about him several different ways. He's uh, like an East Coast rapper, kind of reminds me of like Wu Tang Clan. Like he's got this like old school flow. And uh, I originally stumbled down a rabbit hole and found him in YouTube. He was a, I saw one of his freestyles, and then he's an actor in Mr. Robot, and then he also is featured on a song uh, by the artist Glass Animals. I can't remember which song it is. I probably should have looked that up. I wasn't planning on going this in detail about him. But, um, yeah, he, he has a song with Glass Animals that's really good. And he's just a great rapper. And comes a, it's cool because even though he's an actor and even though he's doing these features, he always comes across as, like, a very authentic dude um, and wise. Like, he, he seems like he's got that kind of, like, that Wu-Tang, that, like, uh, warrior monk type mentality not to say he's god or anything but he uh he's just really cool dude uh i really dig him and this song is uh off of his 2015 release of before the dollars so it's like b the the letter b then for the number four um duh d-a uh and then two dollar signs is the name of the album if you want to look it up, and the song is called Paper Trails. I hope you enjoy. Money ain't a thing if I got it. Money ain't a thing if I got it. Before the money, there was love. But before the money, it was tough. They came the money through a plug. It's a shame to say enough, yo. Sitting back plotting, jotting information on my nation. Really started from the bottom, boy, cotton. But they still planted plantations, we keep buying it. Closed minded men, products higher than the prices on your products. And Balenciagas, balance my soccer with the Henny Agua. Me and my nigga trying to eat you pussies and banana. The flow like plenty lava with just a penny. I can multiply my wolf and make you work for me for 20 hours. I swear these niggas love to copy, thanks for listening. They can't even the same, just Biggie smack me at my christening. Watch what you dishing in, please play your safe. Cause your position on the top and switching right in front your face Rocking wide in space with rhymes I'm busting out Keep ducking down, got some missiles now Headed for your house, so put the pistols down Got that red dot on your nose Who put the clown out like jaws like a blue nose Foes, keep your mouth closed or you can see the soap, dog. Nah. I got connections, you're guaranteed to see close, dogs. You hear that underground soap, nah The way I flows, the switch them The pros been on a mission Listen, into the chamber, get hyperbolic They raising max, I raise stakes to keep them brolic My bitches is macro cry Past the chronic, the master sonics is light years above your conscious, your novice. But I got notes that strike nerves. I promise your minds ain't sharp like my swords. So cut the BS and don't worry where my jeans is. And BS, your bitch a genius. Learn from my penis. I got dreams selling arenas and breaking brackets. Tennis racket while I'm cracking a Serena. God damn, God bless the heaven that sent you. But now I'm freezing out, baby, cause my rent's due. Shit is really real out here. I said shit is really real out here. It ain't easy, it ain't easy. Just trying to get a deal out here. Word. Money ain't a thing if I Yo. got it. I'm screaming crane, who fucking with the rat supreme? Joey bad that big print, can't collect the grain. I got a dollar in the dream, know what I make? And I gotta get my mama off the sink. I'm screaming crane, who fucking with the rat supreme? Joey bad that big print, can't collect the grain. I got a dollar in the dream, know what I make? And I gotta get my mama off the sink. Joey badass, badass. Cash ruin everything around me. Cash ruin everything around me. Me. 
cash on when everything around me. Most to no major, no wager. Money ain't a thing. They say money is the root of all evil. I see money is the root of all people. Cause we all follow paper trails, paper trails. And everybody gotta pay their bills, pay their bills. It ain't easy pay. They say money is the root of all evil. I see money is the root of all people. Cause we all follow paper trails, paper trails. And everybody gotta pay their bills, pay their bills. Hey, it's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. It's the dollar dollar bills. It's the dollar bill that kills y'all. It's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. It's the dollar dollar bills. It's the dollar bill that kills y'all. It's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. It's the dollar dollar bill. It's the dollar bill that kills y'all. It's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. It's the dollar dollar bill. It's the dollar bill that kills. Before the money, it was love. But before the money, it was tough. They came the money through a plug. It's a shame this ain't enough, ain't enough. Alright, so uh, that was Joey Badass. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, he is, I'm, <clears throat> so I was thinking about it, so I listened to that song as you listen to that song. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that whole song was a Wu-Tang reference. Because um, they got that cash, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. But uh, it is interesting, like this new, I've been thinking that a lot recently, and especially whenever I question, like, how do you define success? And I've heard a lot of, you know, a lot of people, they're like, man, I'm, <clears throat> it, I guess it's a little bit of a newer terminology. I was kind of, no one really in the fire service talks like this, so it's not unless I hear friends or family say stuff like this, but um on the uh they were oh shit man now i forgot the now i forgot the terminology but basically getting getting money oh paper chase that's what so this song was called uh uh paper trails but you know the paper chase like trying to get more money trying to gain notoriety trying to pay my bills and you know and that's really maybe it's a downfall but when once my bills are all paid and I'm putting some money into savings and I'm kind of saving for some retirement beyond that man everything I do is cheap um I was trying to imagine so usually whenever I run I listen to rap and there's this uh rap rap group called Odd IC Odyssey um O D D I S E E and uh several of their songs that have been coming up are just like instrumentals or they'll be like a verse and then like six or seven verses of just music uh and so like during those times i kind of like okay i'm gonna try to rap you know like i'm gonna try to do what these guys are doing and what's funny is i i never settle on saying like man i want to buy a new car or I want a bigger house, or I want the, you know, I don't care about the paper necessarily, I don't, um, and so, you know, imagine trying to rap without, you know, flossing, as they call it, like flaunting your, your wealth, or your money, or your value, uh, I, so, I do like listening to different rappers like Joey Badass, and Kendrick Lamar, and Isaiah Rashad, and um who else i mean i know that there's oh absol has like several verses where he's like basically talks like he's like i'm not buying necklaces and stuff but that's just not what i'm about you know i'm not about buying necklaces i'm about building wealth um there's also uh what's his name shit listened to him for years lupe fiasco he has a lot of songs where he's talking about building wealth not blowing it you know, like you hear these stories of like football players or these different uh, athletes and they get millions and millions of dollars to play and they they sign a contract for six years for however many millions of dollars and then it ends and they end up not having the money at the, you know, they end up broke or like I think MC Hammer ended up broke or you know, different, different people, a- athletes, actors, different people have they've blown all like blown through all their money and i'm just sitting there thinking like man what are you spending what do you spend that much money on i i can't imagine you know like i mean anyway that is a complete digression so this will uh i'm gonna go ahead and jump into my first segment and this is um 
a little bit in response. Uh, Joe Rogan recently had a um, physician, a surgeon, I believe. His name's Dr. Sean Baker, and he had him on recently. You should look up the podcast. But he only eats meat. He eats nothing but red meat. Uh, I think he said he eats a little bit. He'll throw in some, uh, maybe some chicken and maybe some different types of meat. But he pretty much eats just red meat. And he talks about all the different health benefits. Can you hear that? Can you hear honey chewing? Get. 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 But anyway, he talks about just eating meat and how it's better for your digestive system. It's uh, better for your hormones. He kind of, he goes through all this different uh, scientific lingo that I don't really understand. Um, But he made a pretty convincing argument. I've also heard... Uh, vegans make some very convincing arguments as to why you shouldn't eat meat. So it's in, it was cool because he's saying you should eat a lot of meat. There's other people that are saying don't eat any meat. Uh, I think on both sides there are healthy people. So it's not – I don't – I think too often we get – and Sean, that Dr. Sean Baker actually said this multiple times. You should eat a diet that makes you feel good. You shouldn't necessarily um, – now there are ethical implications as to like the fact that you know Americans consume a lot of meat and and different things but you can locally source a lot of your meat you can buy it from farmers markets and you can get like grass fed and 100% natural beef so um anyway i i thought that was an interesting episode just for health purposes but of course I can't just leave it there, right? I I can't just say, oh well, that's uh that's cool, and my my mind instantly starts thinking like sci-fi, like okay, I gotta write that into a, sh- a sci-fi short story, and um the main one of the big reasons was because you know uh, there's this company called Memphis Meats, uh, Memphis Meat Companies, uh, Memphis Meat Company, I believe, and I don't think that they're out of like Memphis, Tennessee. I think that's just their name, but um. They, uh, I think Bill Gates recently bought in, Richard Branson recently bought in, but it's lab-grown meat. It's, um, meat that is grown in a, in a, in a vat, like in a Petri dish. Oh my gosh. Stop chewing on that thing. Um, and what they do is they, they biopsy a cow's muscle, right? So they'll biopsy their the roast or they'll biopsy the shoulder or they'll biopsy the uh back strap and then they take those cells and they put them into um they figured out a way of like combining those with the amino acids and the proteins and all the different things that go into building muscle and they've created an environment to where the cells do what they do like the cells don't know whether they're in an animal or not in an animal they just know hey if this process happens and we have muscle separation this is how you heal right this is how once you're sore from a workout your your body has a mechanism to build muscle that you tear so they've isolated that mechanism out of the meat and then they've given it all of the same stuff that it would be getting in the body they just give it to it in like a vat or in like a petri dish or something and they just grow lab grown meat and they grow it in a dish and no animal has to die and they and they were also talking about the caloric like the net caloric uh implications of it so typically and I'm going to butcher this you got to look it up for yourself but they say that typically for one calorie of meat, it takes like the whole system. So with the tractors and the feed and, you know, and farming the feed and doing all this stuff, it takes on average, like, I don't to butcher this, but it was something between like 40 to 60 calories, somewhere in that range. I can't remember if it was in the 40s or in the 50s, but it was like 40 to 60 calories for each calorie of meat. And the lab-grown meat is ridiculously lower than that. It's like like two or three calories per calorie of meat. So the implications of that is efficiency um, and capacity. So if if you think if if you think that the whole process is now simpler to to derive one pound of meat. And it costs a lot less. It uses a lot less water. And it doesn't harm any animals. Um, 
the just the the implications of that in general are are enough to be interested in lab grown meat even if you say that's weird i don't know if i'll ever do it there are poor people in this country who don't have a fucking choice what kind of food they eat and that's like 90 percent well I, i wouldn't say like i'm poor by any means but i buy the food that's at the grocery store i don't necessarily order it online or have a special vendor or you know um not yet. I mean, hopefully we'll eventually, you know, start buying some cows and actually raise our own cows that we eat. Um, because then you can almost ensure that they're ethically treated and that you, you see everything that goes in them because you're putting everything in them. You know, it's, it's good to be in the process of like creating your own food. I think that's one thing that America is currently missing is too many people are, are detached from where they get their food they're detached from the process how they get their food but regardless um i said that this was going to be like a sci-fi tangent and it is so i get to thinking okay we're we're going to send people to mars right how are we going to feed those people how are we going to feed the people on mars how do we feed the people in the space station how do we feed people uh in between earth and mars or in between earth and what, however far we reach out, however far we go out into our solar system or possibly out into the uh, galaxy, you know, who knows how crazy the next hundred years could be. But if you, if you think, okay, this guy is saying that the healthiest, the, the way to be your healthiest version of yourself is to eat meat, that that's going to like produce, uh, it's like the, He's saying it's the most optimal diet for a human being. That it provides vitality and it, and it helps put your body into like a proper um, proper hormone levels and all this different stuff. So uh, what I think is interesting about that is then like imagine you can lab grow this meat on the space station or in the in the on the process of going from mars to or from earth to mars or once you're a colony on mars imagine that there's this uh you could send a unit or like whatever that just grows this meat for people to eat and and i i don't know that so it seems to me like it would be a lot less um a lot less cargo that you're sending into space if you could just grow your own meat you're not you don't have to send the nutrition. You can grow the nutrition, right? Uh, and that ends up ha- that's going to have to be part of the sustainability um, plan for like going to a place like Mars or establishing a colony on the moon or however crazy or weird you want to get about it uh, or or sci-fi. But this is happening. I mean, I I don't think when guys like Elon Musk or even NASA or china or all these different space agencies when they start setting their mind on something it happens now you can believe if we went to the moon or you can say that's bullshit i believe we went to the moon i think i think it would been a lot cheaper to just go to the moon than to fake the moon landing and you know you can you can uh, i don't know look into that too i mean that's funny man there's people all over the internet that say we don't go to the moon and some of them have some good points but uh, I believe we went to the moon. I believe we're going to Mars, and uh, I I believe that you know, there's I think there's like Blue Origin is one of the companies, SpaceX. I think Boeing, Boeing and Lockheed Martin, all of these people, they're all in the rocket business. That's that's the uh, the push of the future. It's like the new frontier. You know how uh, America at one point was like, we've got to make it all the way to the Pacific Ocean for progress. I think that's how the this like space is going to be like we've got to start pushing out into mars and who's going to be the first here plane cruising like directly overhead maybe like 150 feet up you know i'm glad i live in the united states and that wasn't like a bomber plane uh could you imagine how terrifying it'd be if like a drone i just saw a drone cruise over my head and they had a missile that they're about to go blow up one of my neighbors that would be terrible i'm glad you live in the united states and I think we should all push to not have drones flying over, blowing people up. Anyway, that was a digression on its own. So let's see. Have I even gotten to my my point? Joey Badass. 
exactly. Oh, yep. Here we go. So, what are the possible implications of this? What are what? How can it push us forward? How can we start locally sourcing this like lab-grown meat? I think pretty soon it's gonna be super cheap, and I think it would be irresponsible of everybody not to start. Just start wrapping your mind around it. Just start thinking about it and mulling it over in your mind, like lab-grown meat. Why do I like that idea? Why do I not like that idea? Why do I viscerally hate that idea? You know, start asking yourself these questions because science is is not gonna slow down. It's only gonna speed up. Uh, I can't remember what that process is called, but there's this concept that since the first transistor entered the world, every year that number doubles. So in the first year, there was one transistor invented. Well, next year, there was two more. So now there's three transistors in the world. Well, the next year, it was four transistors were invented. So now there's seven transistors in the world, and so on and so forth. It just, the number continues to compound and get larger and larger every year um, and doubling in rate. So, like, they, they've projected it out, and if con- if it continues to be on the same path, I mean, we're going to be in, like, sci-fi world within, like, 10 years, you know? There's going to be computers that are so small that they're literally in everything. Everything that you buy will have a computer chip in it, which will be talking to all the other computer chips, and who who knows what... You know, the data is power. They used to say money is power, but I don't I don't know if money means the same thing today that it used to mean um influence is i think what they were talking about like power like money is influence right and i think now data is influence you can look at different people and see who's successful and who's not successful and like data mining i really think is gonna be a like if it's if if it's not already one of the fastest growing fields, it will be one of the fastest growing fields. Just being able to interpret somebody's somebody's data, like how much are they walking? How much do they listen to? Like what do they listen to? Um, are they angry? Are they happy? Are they sleeping well? Are they not sleeping well? Are they eating well? Are they having regular bowel movements? I mean like all these different things you could tell from a cell phone right now. If you applied the proper algorithms and like um, you like looked into the data um, with like an artificial intelligence or with just I mean a, a human intelligence like you can you can mine the data now but imagine how much more data is going to come in and whoever understands the data the best is is going to be at a huge advantage um, not only to live a happy healthier life but also to go to Mars and to, you know, invest power and influence. And, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be a crazy world in the very near future. Uh, and, and this is not like, don't think I'm doom and gloom here. I'm excited about it. I think, I think as long as we can push through the collapse of our institutions which i think is like we're in the middle of it right now i think um the education system the religious our religious institutions our healthcare system um our political institutions they're all like cracking right and i think so often we we view the collapse as a bad thing like collapse no we don't want to collapse but Sometimes uh, an old structure, in order to build a new structure, like, for instance, my house was built in 26, 1926, right? Um, they, they built the house to last, you know? They built it to last for a long time. But eventually, no matter how well this house is taken care of, eventually it will collapse. That's just the nature of time and materials and uh you know matter matter decays over time that's just a principle of life so eventually it will decay and it'll break down and they'll they'll have to build a new structure on the top of it you know now it's sad to see my house go it's sad to to imagine all the different histories and stories and um grief and and joy and all the emotions that are wrapped up in this structure 
but once it goes it will a new structure will be built in its place and that structure will have as extensive of a story if not more than this one so it is sad to see it go but you gotta be careful that you're not being um too nostalgic and in hampering progression not only within yourself but within your city within the people around you uh you can't hold on to a time or a thing too long because by nature we're all fading fast you know we're all decaying like i'm staring at this uh campfire right now and it's burning and it's keeping me warm and like looking at it right now nothing's changing right you got the fire you got the logs that are on fire i'm looking at it it's you know but they will all be ash by the morning it's all gonna burn down it's all gonna be gone the power the energy the heat is gone and it's now something completely different and it will probably get sucked up into the roots of a plant and become a tree right cool it's it's the pro it's like wood burns turns into ash gets sucked up by another tree gets turned into wood again it's part of life um and you can't be too scared i i think that that's the the biggest problem that i have like with with trump supporters in particular is that there's almost this nostalgic view of the past there's this nostalgic view of the past that is most definitely delusional um and i think that when you're focused so hard on how things have always been you you don't imagine you uh you're you take yourself out of the conversation of imagining how it could be in the future how we could advance or how we could learn from the wisdom that has been built into our system and built into our society can we grow can we change can we i know like there is an illusion of progress but i truly believe that within each person from from there's a potential of progress like there's a potential of of inner growth and love and the eventual building up of the world around you into a positive place into a place where i want to raise my kid into a place where everybody's safe and happy and healthy you know and smart and fulfilled and challenged i think like that's one of the things that i don't i really don't want to see go is the entrepreneurial spirit of america because it's beautiful man like i love like even this this podcast i'm not making any money off of this but this is an entrepreneurial uh pursuit like in my mind i am pursuing a not a i wouldn't call it a business but i'm i i want to see this thing become something right it, it's an on i have an entrepreneurial spirit i just don't necessarily invest money or whatever you know like there's different ways that it expresses itself and that's the beautiful thing about america is that you have the freedom to express your your interest what do you want from life you know like what what is it that you want to invest in and grow yourself and and do for your community and do for yourself so let's see that was definitely a little bit of a digression from lab grown meat but uh i guess just from all that just prepare yourself right maybe i'll uh try to whip out um a short story talking about lab grown meat in space soon so um all right and now i'm gonna play you a track from hayden pedigo this um is off of his 2017 release of greetings from amarillo uh, this song is called cloud pharaoh i uh he's a local musician and he's kind of it seems like he's getting a lot of recognition um just i guess in the world you know i guess in the in his in his uh lane you know but it's i'll probably tell this story again i'm planning on having him on the podcast but uh, I had my, my buddy Steve, um, Stephen Harris from North Carolina, <clears throat> message me one day. I think maybe I, maybe I already told this on the podcast. I'll tell it three times on the podcast then. But um, he messaged me one day and was like, hey, man, you ever heard of this kid? And it was Hayden Pettigo. This was like six years ago or maybe not. Yeah, I think it was like, man, maybe it's not. Maybe it was like five years ago. I can't remember. Anyway, 
he messaged me. He's like, hey, have you heard of this kid? Like, he's an Amarillo local, and he's doing really good. And um, I don't know. It was just kind of cool because he, he just keyed up on it because he was like, oh, Amarillo. Like, he knew I lived here, and so he keyed up on it. But the kid's got some badass music. So anyway, check him out. Um, like I said, this is called Cloud Pharaoh. Enjoy. dude is dope it's uh it's really interesting like so i've met a bunch of i've had a bunch of friends that are i would say out of this world talented like with music to a way like uh they're playing like when they play music it's like a football player playing football you know like super talented um able to just look like a fish in water and uh so that that's kind of how i've i've been around a few musicians and to be able to make like just ambient noises like that without like being able to tell a story without saying words is uh like that's the sign of somebody who really gets it you know and uh i like i said my i've had several buddies that that put together these pieces and when you listen to them, you kind of like, man, how did that just come to, how did that come together? You know, like it's, uh, I don't know. I just have respect for it. So anyway, 
Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna make. I'm gonna cover these last two topics pretty quickly. I'm gonna try to keep this under an hour, which is about ten minutes. So I'm gonna try to play one more song. So here we go. I'm gonna jump into it. Uh, find something in your life that exposes the lie that you tell yourself. Most racists don't realize that they're racist. Lazy people don't realize that they're being lazy. Your decisions are most likely going to kill you, not somebody else's decisions. Uh, what do I mean by this? So one thing is uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of running. <clears throat> and I actually started running because it's not easy for me. Like, I actually don't. I, or I used to not really enjoy like m- multiple miles. It took so long, and you know, I I never really would get bored with it. But it's just one of those things where it just didn't seem practical because I didn't think I was very good at it. Um, it hurt, right? And I was always like, well, it hurts me, and it probably doesn't hurt somebody who's good at running, right? And I I think it it always hurts, like. <laughs> I think if you talk to the people who are really strong runners, they just got used to the hurt, you know? They, they get, you get, not that it, there is a difference between a hurt and an, uh, being hurt and, and being injured. There's a big difference. But mentally, you always have like, anytime you're going to go out for a run, there's going to be something that doesn't feel good on you, you know? Like there's going to be your head, your, your cloudy thought, you know, your drowsy as mill. It's, early morning it's after work i'm tired my knee hurts you know this there's a ton of things if you're injured you need to you need to hear those when you say like oh i don't run because my knees hurt and think oh that means i'm injured like i should be able to run three miles i think everybody should be able to run or walk you know i'm not necessarily uh saying you have to be able to run it but dude everybody should be able to walk three miles just for the sheer enjoyment of walking outside for three miles. I mean, you see beautiful trees and plants and flowers and you see other people and uh, you need to get outside and walk and at least be able to, to go a little bit of a distance. And if you can't, take that as like, look, man, I need to get my shit together because I can't, my knee doesn't even work well enough for me to go outside and walk. I mean, look at your diet or look at your activity level or are you ever stretching or you know i think diet might be a big big part or are you overweight like a lot of the times dude i can feel so my weight fluctuates anywhere from like 178 to 185 that's just kind of where i've been for the past six or seven years and whenever i'm at 178 uh, my knees don't hurt as much when I'm running. My lower back doesn't hurt as much, and I can climb like rock climb stronger. Whenever I'm at 185, my knees hurt a little bit worse. My lower back hurts a little bit worse, and I don't climb as hard. Um, I I mean, weight has a huge impact on your joints and on your on everything. I mean, just carrying weight around is difficult you're making your life harder on yourself, you know? So like think like and, and analyze your la- yourself. Like use use that as a tool. Find something in your life that exposes the lie that you tell yourself like, "Oh no, I'm just not an athlete. I can't exercise cuz I'm not an athlete." "Oh no, I can't. I can't play a musical instrument cuz I'm not a musician." You know, all of these are lies. Everybody has to work in order to like be able to do something um Hemingway didn't just sit down and he wasn't a great writer right when he sat down he worked and he worked and he worked and he worked at it you know Einstein didn't just come up with relativity like in a flash in an afternoon he worked on it you know he he really put in the time and he made it happen so I think I guess what I mean by lie is I think everybody constantly tells themselves who they are and who they aren't and what they think and what they don't think and i think you can almost be sure that that is wrong whatever you're saying there you know i'm not an athlete or i'm too slow or i um whatever you know this isn't necessarily like a pep talk but i guess it kind of turned into that but just challenge like find something that makes you uncomfortable and then that challenge will push you forward okay so i covered that enough so um how you can know your beliefs are most certainly false 
uh, time points to the hypocrisies which are inherent to life. And an example of this is like, for me, Kendrick Lamar. I, the first time I listened to Kendrick Lamar's music, I didn't get it. And I didn't really particularly like it. I was like, what's the hype about? And I listened to it and I just didn't get it for whatever reason. Um, but I knew Kendrick Lamar was good. I just didn't like the music, right? So I acknowledged right there, okay, maybe what I'm thinking isn't actually the thought that I'm having. Maybe I just don't get it right now. So you provide yourself a little bit of grace and you move on with that. But so eventually two, two or I think it was two years later. It was probably two years after I first heard Kendrick Lamar. And I had buddies telling me like, dude, Kendrick's awesome. And I listened and I just didn't get it. And then one day it just clicked. I got it. I had enough time or I'd progressed enough or I had, I got the music. So instead of believing that I disliked Kendrick Lamar, I now like Kendrick Lamar, right? So I allowed my belief to be challenged and changed. And I think uh, a lot of times... Like, for me, I think back on, like, my religious beliefs whenever I was 15 years old. And I have very different beliefs today because I have a whole lot of new information, new life lessons, new experiences. Um, Shannon's been in my life for a long time now, and she's influenced me in a whole lot of ways. I have great friends, and... Um, I've been in challenging situations and I've, I've failed in some challenging situations and I've learned from that, you know? So now the person that I am both spiritually, mentally, and physically at 29 is very different than the person I was at 15. So if I still held to all the same beliefs as when I was 15, like I can't drive a car. I'd be 29 and not driving a car if I'd have held to that belief. At one time, I believed that. 15 years old, I believed. I was like, I can't drive a car. You know, I'm not licensed. But now I'm licensed, you know, so that belief changed, you know. And I think that that, hap that should, that's a healthy process because your first thoughts. So I'm, right, I'm writing this play and one of the characters in the play turns to another one and he says... The God you imagine you believe in is most certainly a false God. And he kind of walks off anyway. And um, so with, within that, within that, um, what I mean is not necessarily that I don't, this guy wasn't an atheist, you know, saying it. He's not an atheist. He's a normal he's a normal person, but what he knows is that the God that you believe in when you're 10 is different than the God you believe in when you're 20, and that's very different than the God you believe in at 50 or on your deathbed, you know? It, it, it should change. It should progress, and it should grow. Um, with that, I just say trust the process. So know that your beliefs are most certainly wrong and trust the process that you're, tomorrow you'll have a clearer, better picture of reality and of this life we're living. Anyway, I'm going to leave you tonight with um, Mick Jenkins. Uh, this song is called Alchemy. I hope you enjoy. It's like turning nothing into everything. Starting with scraps and redefining what society makes is quality. Like who thought up the gold standard? The haves. The have-nots ask not what you can do for them, but what have you done? When you're sick and you're tired, or you're hungry and you're thirsty, and you take that first bite of drink, you sip slow. Because truth is harsh and it burns, but it's also addictive. You want more to you. Drink. Mouth. The market, murdering flows, his blood on the carpet. A crime scene, gave him the light. Wait till I turn on the high beams. Niggas ain't seeing me. Drunk off this water, you might just see three of me. Don't greet me as God, my nigga. I ain't no deity. Take off them water wings, I'm losing water weight. I've been on creatine, curing my countenance. Creating this gold from the lead in my pencil, I think I'm an alchemist. 
And it's gon' take courage, no cowardly dogs in the pound We don't want around, no love lost or found Don't give a fuck by the clown Build with the pros, conversation profound I was down on my luck, but I'm still myself Drinking all this water, trying to heal myself No, I keep it real, even still Homie, just want you to feel it I don't really ever feel myself Remember when I had to find a meal myself Fresh out of jail, crashed at my nigga Slims He ain't think twice about the shit The move was a roll of the dice Know the Lord on my side, cause I'm six and third nights was a bitch Always knew that life wasn't this though Still had to get right with the wrist Roll this dope with a little light and a pistol Low key, peep high, keep the peace, you know me